Differing Things is a podcast which focuses on how far religion has deviated from the Bible and its words correctly divided. This deviation has had a devastating effect on society. This podcast will cover many topics, both spiritual and current, to draw our listeners closer to their Savior. Now for our host, Bill Petrie. I am Bill Petrie, the host of Differing Things. I have some exciting news to share with you. Later this week, Differing Things will be launching our social media presence with Instagram. Through Instagram, we will keep you informed about what we are doing and hopefully pique your interest in upcoming Differing Things episodes. Keep your eyes open. Instagram is coming later this week. Now, today, I want to talk to you about a very special and important topic. That is, the Apostle Paul and his special apostleship from God himself. In the Gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we read about how that when the Lord Jesus Christ was here upon this earth, he separated unto himself twelve men whom he named and commissioned to be apostles. Luke chapter 6, verses 13 through 16 records the following. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, and John, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew, and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. As we go through the gospel accounts, we read how that these twelve apostles served with the Lord during his earthly ministry. We also read how that Judas Iscariot betrayed the Lord, and how that following the Lord's death, resurrection, and ascension back to the Father, a man by the name of Matthias was chosen and ordained to replace Judas. We can read about all that in Acts chapter 1, verses 15 through 26. With Matthias now numbered with the eleven apostles, the opening chapters of the book of Acts record the ministry and the activities of these apostles as they carried out the ministry the Lord had given to them. But when we come to the ninth chapter in the book of Acts, we learn about an event that took place which was unexpected. Without warning or previous indication of doing so, the Lord Jesus Christ came back from heaven and appeared unto a man by the name of Saul of Tarsus. Acts chapter 9 verses 1 through 6 relate the following information. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, 
went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you persecute. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told you what you must do. The Lord's unanticipated reappearance from heaven to this man Saul, who will later on be known as Paul, is of profound importance. Because as the Lord says in Acts chapter 9 verse 15, this man Paul is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. The Lord did not come back from heaven just to save Paul and stop him from persecuting him, but he came back to raise him up as a new apostle. In appearing to Paul, the Lord was raising up a brand new apostle, even though he had twelve others who were already functioning as apostles. The Lord's unexpected reappearance to Paul to raise him up as a new apostle is an intriguing issue. Why did the Lord do this? <clears throat> what was the purpose behind raising up a new apostle? And why was there a need for it? Various reasons have been proposed, with the most common ones appealing to either laxity or error on the part of the twelve apostles, is the reason for why the Lord raised up Paul. The twelve were lax, it is said, in carrying out their commission to go into all the world, and they remained in Jerusalem when the persecution arose about the stoning of Stephen, according to Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore, God raised up another apostle to hasten the spread of the gospel. Or, as it is most often said, Peter and the others acted hastily in replacing Judas and were wrong in ordaining Matthias. The Lord's choice was Paul all along, it is said, and he corrected their impetus act when he raised up Paul. But were the twelve apostles either lax in their commission or in error when they ordained Matthias to replace Judas? Are either of these reasons the reason God gives for why he raised up Paul as a new apostle? 
An examination of the testimony of God's word will show, first of all, that the twelve apostles were neither lax nor in error. And then it will show that as God has Paul himself explained, the reason God raised him up as a new apostle is because God has ushered in a brand new dispensation. The dispensation or the administration of the grace of God for us Gentiles. The twelve apostles were called and commissioned by the Lord in connection with God's program and special dealings with the nation of Israel. The Lord Jesus Christ had come into this world as Israel's Messiah. He was their horn of salvation, raised up in the house of God's servant David, to whom the throne of David would be given and the kingdom restored to Israel. He would reign over the house of Jacob for the eons, and of his kingdom there would be no end. He would save Israel from her enemies and perform the mercy promised unto the fathers and remember his holy covenant and oath unto Abraham, according to Luke chapter 1, verses 30 through 33, and Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 75. With this being the program of God at this time, the gospel that God had proclaimed to Israel was the gospel of the kingdom, the good news to Israel, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ proclaimed in Matthew chapter number 3, verses 1 through 3, and Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. The twelve apostles were called and commissioned in connection with this program. Matthew 10.1 testifies they were given power to manifest the signs of the kingdom. And they were told to only go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and not to go to any Gentiles or even to any of the Samaritans. Just listen to what Matthew chapter 10.1 in verses 5 and 7 state. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Verse 5, these twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter you not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The reason for this restricted ministry is because it was Israel's kingdom that was in view. And the program of God called for Israel in her fullness and glory to be the blessing to the world. Just read a few passages for yourself in the book of Isaiah. When you get time, read Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10, and Isaiah chapter 60, especially the first three verses, 
and you will see this point and it will be confirmed for you. The twelve apostles were not only commissioned to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom to Israel, but they were also chosen by the Lord to be rulers in the kingdom. The Lord Jesus Christ told them in Matthew chapter 19, verse 28, the following. Verily, I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. This is why there were twelve apostles, one for each tribe. They were Israel's apostles, proclaiming to them the gospel of the kingdom, and they will be Israel's rulers in that kingdom. Following Christ's suffering and resurrection from the dead, the Lord further commissioned his apostles. He taught them that it was necessary for Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory in Luke chapter 24, verses 25 through 27. He also taught them that having suffered, all power was now given unto him with which to have his day and so established the kingdom. With this being the case, the Lord now further commissioned the apostles to preach the gospel of the kingdom in all the world. But they were to do this still in accordance with Israel's priority position. The Lord therefore said to them in Luke chapter 24, verse 47, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. In the opening chapters of the book of Acts, we see how that the twelve apostles, now with Matthias replacing Judas, functioned in accordance with this further commissioning. They rightly limited their ministry to the men of Israel as they preached to them the arrival of Israel's last days, just as the prophets foretold according to Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 40. They, rec they rightly recognized and taught them in Acts 3, 25 and 26, which states, Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you, and turning away every one of you, from his iniquities. The twelve apostles functioned just as they were commissioned, and they knew full well what God was doing, just as they declared 
in Israel to Israel's rulers in Acts chapter 5 verses 30 through 31. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Since this was what God was doing, they dealt with the men of Israel. And they continued to be witnesses of these things to them, just as the opening chapters of the book of Acts describe. By no means were the twelve lax or sluggish in their ministry. The repeated testimony is that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and that they spake the word of God with boldness, as the record says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them all. Acts 4.31 and 33 recorded for us. They knew their commission, and they knew what God was doing. They knew that Israel was being dealt with according to the program and her covenant status and according to the Lord's commissioning of them. Therefore, they ministered in Jerusalem and remained there even when persecuted. A look at the record in Acts chapter 1 verses 15 through 26 will show that by no means were Peter and the others wrong or impetus in ordaining Matthias. Peter referred knowledgeably to what the Holy Spirit by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas. He knew what David said in a psalm about him, especially about, and his bishopric, let another take. Peter also knew what David said about Judas in the context of those psalms and in the context of the pro pro progression of God's dealings with Israel. He knew Judas's place must be filled at that time in accordance with the Psalms. Therefore, he declares that of these men must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. But not only that, the qualifications which the Lord laid down for one to take part in this ministry and apostleship forbid anyone like Paul from doing so. As Peter states in verses 21 and 22, Wherefore of these men, which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning, notice this, beginning, from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. It is obvious that Paul did not meet these qualifications, not to even mention that he was an enemy of the Lord at this time. No, Peter and the others were not in error in ordaining Matthias. They did not act impetuously and run ahead of God. 
but rather they acted in accordance with the Lord's will and in accordance with the Psalms. God himself answers that question through the testimony of the Apostle Paul. This new Apostle, the Apostle Paul, is the Apostle of the Gentiles in accordance with the ushering in of the new dispensation of the grace of God to us Gentiles. As Paul testifies in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. With the raising up of Paul, God ushered in this present dispensation of grace in which we live. He revealed to Paul that he was temporarily setting aside Israel and his program with her was set aside. We see this in Romans chapter 1, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 11, verses 1 through 25, and that he was turning to the Gentiles to accomplish with them a purpose he has in his Son, which was a mystery or a secret, a purpose he kept secret and hid in himself in ages and generations past, as we read in passages like Romans chapter 16, verses 25 through 27, and Colossians 1, verses 25 through 27, and many others. In this dispensation of the grace of God to us Gentiles, the former situation of Israel being nigh unto God, and us Gentiles being far off, no longer exists. God has set his program with Israel temporarily aside. He has broken down the middle wall of partition between Jew and Gentile, and has put Jew and Gentile on the same level. And he is, from this new situation, forming one new man, the new creation, the church, the body of Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. The Apostle Paul is the one to whom God revealed the ushering in of this new program, or dispensation. To him, the mystery or secret of Christ was revealed. And through him, is the Lord's chosen vessel, it is made known. Because of this, 
Paul says in Romans chapter 11, verse 13, For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles. I magnify mine office. With our Lord was here on this earth. God's program and dealings were with the nation of Israel. The twelve apostles were chosen, commissioned, and functioned in connection with their program. But God interrupted their program, and he has ushered in a new program, the dispensation of the grace of God to us Gentiles. And he did this through a new apostle the Apostle Paul. As believers, we need to know this and realize that it is through the epistles of the Apostle Paul that God has set forth his word, which is expressly to us and about us today. Good day, and God bless. We want to thank you for listening to this week's Differing Things podcast. If you would like to get more information about the Bible, please check out our website, www.beacon-ministries.org. Do not forget to join us next week for a new Differing Things podcast.